This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Guess what we're going to be talking about today? We are going to be talking about oracle cards. And if you had have told me, like, I don't know, even three years ago, four years ago, most definitely 10 years ago, that I was going to be having a podcast, much less sharing with you about oracle cards. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have believed you. But here I am. And I hope that you have an open mind and an open heart for this conversation, because I promise this is a tool that has so many variations that you most definitely will find the exact perfect deck for you. So in all the tools, I've got a lot of tools up my sleeve, by the way, but in all the tools we use to really navigate the ups and the downs, the twists and the turns, Oracle cards really have stood the test of time and power for me in gaining insights around what I want to be focusing on, getting clarity, getting guidance, like figuring out the next step when I'm feeling stuck. And so whether you're a seasoned Oracle card puller, which I have a feeling many of my listeners are, or you're just dipping your toes into the mystical waters of Oracle cards, I really want to offer a simple and profound way for you to understand how they can really help you both tap into your intuition and also create a plan that's really going to keep resonating with you for the day you make it, for the week you make it, for the month you make it, wherever you are in your planning process. So that brings me to the point of cards. And we're going to sort of go into a bunch of different facets, including exactly how we use them in the flow planner during this episode. But one of the reasons that I really love them is I'm always wanting to really consciously bring intuition into the decision-making process. And if you've heard me talk before, you know that I think that planning is just deciding in advance. So you're essentially bringing intuition into the planning process when you're bringing it into the decision-making process. And because that's such an important part of the flow planning process, I really want us to understand how we can use them. And I'm so excited to tell you more. So Here's this little thing about Oracle cards. They are always so weirdly on point in the most magical and often unpredictable ways. They really do add an element of surprise and like seeing the other side and fun and joy to the planning process, or at least this is what I have found. And because we're really wanting to show you that planning can be a creative and joyful process. Cause for many of us, we think it's like 
one more thing to do. And like, it's actually creating the to-do list. And if you've listened, you know that I'm kind of about the opposite of that. But still, sometimes it can take time and work. And I find that Oracle cards just like break that. You know what I mean? They just like, they break it up a bit and make it really meaningful. So I'm gonna tell you a really funny story. So in my goals, actually, for this 90 days is to really experiment and see if I can recommit myself to Instagram, which, you know, we have this love-hate relationship and it always gets mirrored back to me because I've been kicked off of Meta multiple times, which is who owns Instagram. So sometimes I like literally can't post on Instagram for like months (laughs) and sometimes they let me back in and then I just forget and don't do it. So it's in my goals. And of course, I got this email this morning, by the way, because I'm like creating again. It's like, it looks like there's weird activity on your account. Maybe this isn't you. And all of a sudden I couldn't leave comments for anybody, but that's an aside. My story is that this is part of my goal is to show up regularly. So I was really looking at how to make this a fun process. And I decided that I would dive into the making of reels. And my 18 year old daughter stepped in to want to help with that, which is super fun for me because doing it alone is not super fun for me. (laughs) And she's right here right now. So that was really good. And then she'll help me create the system around it. And then my team will be able to support me in a different way. And I'm so excited about it. And it's still like hard sometimes. I'm not going to lie. So for this episode, actually, I knew what I wanted to tell you about Oracle cards. And for some reason, I like got going on like the creativity of creating the Instagram reels. So definitely go check them out around the time that this is airing. And So I wrote out a list of like how I wanted to do it and what I wanted to say and like what I wanted the video clips to be. So I called my daughter over this morning and was like, can we do these video clips? Can we make them now? And she was like, sure. And then she was like, but not now because she's 18. But then she was like, sure. So we went with it. And so we did a couple in one setting and then we moved to another setting. And three of the shots that I wanted to get is I wanted to show you how I pull cards for each month of the year and how also I cut out Sometimes I'll pull cards and then I'll take a picture of them and then I'll cut them out and then I'll paste them into the planner so that my planner actually becomes this like really tactile, fun. Usually Oracle cards are pretty beautiful. So there's beautiful pictures. I've also tried like drawing and painting the pictures in myself. Not quite as good for me (laughs) as cutting and pasting. And so I wanted to show how I cut and paste and then I draw. So I was thinking about taking a picture and printing that for you and showing me cutting and all the things. But I just, I don't know. I didn't want to waste paper. I didn't want to create any obstacles because it's hard enough for me to show up on Instagram. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, I'll just fake it. So I have my year planner. I have where I pulled all the cards back in January. And actually, I realized it's the end of the month. And so I actually need to go look at next month and write in what I had done. So I've drawn all the cards, but I haven't written all of the wisdom. And so I opened it to the page and then she was like, okay, but we need to do the whole process, right? And I was like, yeah. So I opened to the page. I see that the month is there. I see the picture. And then I closed my eyes. She's like, okay, show me how you did downstairs. Show me how you shuffle, like pick the card and then we'll make the whole thing. And I was like, yeah, and I think it'll be fine. Like I'm going to pick a different card. Like I'm going to, it's just going to be fine. And then I was like, wouldn't it be funny if I picked the actual card? And so I shuffled and she took that. And then I have this way of pulling when I'm not spreading them out where I'll just like think of the first number that comes to my brain and then I'll just count them, which was a strategy given by Heather Dressel. We'll link up her episode in the show notes, but she gave me that strategy years ago and I use it often. And so I got the number 13, I counted or 17, I can't even remember one of those two numbers and I counted and I 
picked the card and it was the card. It was the card that I had pasted down. So my daughter's like videoing. <laughs> She's like looking at me like, what is happening? Like, what do you mean that you just picked that out? And I consistently get magic like that. Now, sometimes I get a card that I really don't want. I remember I learned this process, which I'm going to tell you a little about in a sec, about pulling cards for the week. And I remember I was doing it with a teacher and I pulled a card on my birthday week and it was just like not a card I wanted. It was like felt really negative and kind of dark. And I was like, I do not want this card on my birthday. And I had pulled it in advance and my birthday came around and I reread it and I was like, oh my God, that was the perfect message for me. So it's never not been perfect. <laughs> so I hugely, hugely recommend. So for all of you who are like, what are you talking about, Mia? <laughs> what are our Oracle cards? I'm going to take a little aside for you. So Oracle cards are, they're decks of cards, like playing cards, except they're usually a bit bigger and they feature images and symbols and messages. And they're really designed to provide us with guidance or whoever has the deck in their hand with guidance and inspiration. And often they get confused with tarot cards, which they're not. And tarot cards follow a more structured system. Like tarot cards, there might be different artists, they might look different, but there's very defined meanings in decks of tarot cards. Oracle cards have a lot more flexibility. You can interpret them in different ways. They're not all the same. Each deck is really unique and they're usually created by an artist or authors who are infusing their work and creativity into these cards. So that's what an Oracle deck card is. And literally they exist for every like belief system and not belief system for everything you're working on. So like there's ones that are like have animal pictures and ones for every religion and ones that are certain arts and ones that are about the phases of the moon and ones that have inspirational quotes. Like there's literally so many different kinds. And so I always look and thank goodness, thank goodness for the internet. You can always like look up a deck and you see a lot of them. And I just go by what I resonate with, like the beauty of it. And to be honest, I tiptoed in, like I went with the really like, not generic, but definitely not spiritually centered ones at first, like we're just inspirational quotes. And I would pull a quote and I would be so inspired. And then over time, I kept going and I have a creativity deck that I love now. I love everything by Rebecca Campbell. She has amazing decks. I'm going to make an Instagram, what do you call it? Carousel, because remember, I'm into the creativity of Instagram that has a lot of my favorite decks. So go check out that too. Patty Lennon, who's been on the show, has an incredible deck. Actually, at the end of this show, I think I'm going to pull you a card and I'll pull from her deck. How about that? So they're fun. That's what Oracle cards are. And the benefits of Oracle cards are that you can gain clarity and really see different situations from different angles. You can understand them more. They can help you connect your intuition. So in a similar way to what how I was like, what if I pick the card? But also a lot of times, if you're asking a question that you kind of already know the answer to, it might validate the know the answer. So it sort of validates your intuition. It's also just a tool to literally connect with your intuition because you can just say, I'm trusting that I'm pulling the right one. And so you're literally tuning into your intuition through the card. Oftentimes it's helpful to receive validation. So again, just to get like the backup that yes, you had the right idea. And another way that I use them sometimes is sometimes I like, I don't have an idea. I don't know the answer, but I'm also not feeling motivated to find the answer. Like it's not feeling clear at all. And so I'll use them for inspiration. Like what's next? What should I be working on? <laughs> 
you know, what can I take into account today as I take the day off? Like whatever it is, like how can I find inspiration or insight as I'm headed on this journey that's life? And for me, the journey of life is consistently thinking about my own growth and my journey. Okay, another thing I just want to say about them is that oracle cards are not necessarily about predicting the future. So it's not like a black and white thing. It's not about definitive answers. It's way more gray than that. It's really a tool for just tapping into more wisdom. And I feel like I'm always getting the invitation of just embracing sort of magic and mystery and the things that I just don't know in this sort of beautiful way. It brings a lot of ease and joy at points in the day or in a decision or in a goal. It just takes the edge off almost. And it's so fun. Fun to do in a group too, by the way. So I want to talk a little bit about how we weave them into the flow planner and into the flow planning process. So some of this is like intentional and literally says, (laughs) I usually call it wisdom in the flow planner so that if you don't have If Oracle Dex isn't your thing, you could write a quote from a book or open a page in a book or write down something you got in an email or open up Instagram and see what grabs your attention. Like, so there's lots of different ways that you could fill in wisdom, but I'm going to go through and put all the places where like, if you were to really geek out on Oracle cards, you could use them in the flow planner. So by the way, if you don't know about the flow planner yet, it's our 91 day planner. It's 13 weeks, which is 91 days. I always say 90 days, but it's actually 91 days. It's our 13 week planner where we look at goals in all areas of our life. So it's divided into four categories. It's divided into food and wellness, lifestyle, which is like family, home, travel, all those kinds of things. Om, which is spirituality, self-care, quiet, meditation, all those things, and work, which We generally serve a lot of entrepreneurs, but you can use this for your work and work doesn't have to be work. Work could also be your purpose, your passion. It could be a book you're writing. It could be clearing out your basement that could, you know, we're not rigid about where things go. Some people would be like, that's lifestyle, but it doesn't matter. It's like whatever's feeling like your work right now. And we look at all those four categories because in general, when we start to think about what we want over the course of a three month period in all those categories, we can start to create this idea of balance. It's funny. I've seen a lot of podcasts lately and memes about like, can we just say that balance isn't true? And I will say, I really do believe in balance, not in the linear sense where everything is equal, which I think is what those people are talking about, but as an internal compass of a feeling of balance. And if I'm meant to be in a work season, I can work a lot and feel in balance. If I'm needing a break and I'm trying to work, I'll feel out of balance. So it's less about what and for how long and more to do with our internal guidance system, which also has a lot to do with Oracle cards as it is. So we're always looking at these 90 days. So throughout the planner, it's divided into different sections. So the first thing we do in the planner is we make, we cast these 13 week goals. And the other thing that's really important about the flow planning method is we're always tapping into our intuition, really tapping into our center, and then crafting a vision for ourselves. So making sure we pause to do those pieces versus just taking this list of all these things that we're kind of 
dumped in our lap, so to speak, from what we think we're supposed to do, what our kids need of us, what our house needs of us, all the things. So we're being a little bit more intentional with what we're choosing and starting with the things that are really going to tend to our bodies, passions, purposes first. It's not that we're not doing any of the other stuff. It's just that's how we start to really integrate us into our lives. And so we're setting these goals and we're in that creative part at the beginning. But what happens in every stage of the flow planning process is I believe it's really important to tap into this creative energy, make some decisions, prioritize the decisions. And then I think we have to anchor things in time. So at the beginning of this 90 day thing, there's this one page that anchors our 90 day goal in time. And it's called a season at a glance page. And it just literally says one week, two week, three, it's like 13 weeks all spelled out, you know, just the names of them. And the purpose of that page originally, and still for many people is to take your goals and see how they pan out over the course of the 13 weeks. Because what our brain wants to do is be like, okay, it's Monday, we need to do all the things or we should have already done all the things. And so we take the time to really see like, no, we're going to start off going to the gym twice a week. And then in week four, we'll be going three times a week. And then maybe by week seven, we'll be going all the days we want to go. And then we can practice doing that every day, no matter what happens. So we're really showing ourselves that we can build our goals over the 13 weeks. And it's less to be like a rigid model and more to just like, let our system down, like let us take the first step on Monday and not think we have to do everything. And so that is the way this page is intended. But one time, a few moons ago, maybe it was a year ago, I bumped into my friend Patty Lennon, who's been on the podcast before. And she was teaching a class on drawing cards for a 12 week quarter. And I just fell in love with the process. So I brought it right back to Flow 365ers. And I was like, you all, we can use that page for something different if we want. We could use it and we could draw a card for each week. And then that will help inform us what we bring in. So it doesn't say to do that on this page. And I wouldn't do it the first time ever you use the flow planner, but you could totally just like make your own sheet. That's like week one, week two, week three, but drawing cards for a 12 week season is so powerful. I just loved it. And that was actually when I pulled that birthday card that I did not like. I pulled it at the beginning of the 12 week season. I think my birthday was toward the end of the season. And I was like, I just don't want that card at the end. And it just turned out so perfect. I think it said write. And I just didn't want to spend that week writing. And then I got to that week and it's literally all I wanted to do. It really was so spot on. And so we just don't always know. (laughs) And so I love this practice of filling in the season at a glance and drawing one and then letting yourself get the guidance as you go. It's really fun because the thing is, is when you pull the cards at the beginning of the 13 weeks, you're pulling them as who you are then. And so you might not be able to interpret week 10, which is what happened to me with the writing. So what I do at the beginning is I'll just go and like write some notes about each one, but leave space to fill it in on that Sunday. And then I just got in this practice of going back on Sunday day and looking at the card and just knowing that that's the theme I picked for the week and really seeing where that took me and so fun. So that's one way it's in the planner. Another one that's in the not really in the planner, but it's in our system. So I thought I'd mention it is that every year we sell a year long like workbook. It's better to say it's not really a planner. It's a workbook of just 
coming up with your goals for the year and leaving behind the old year. And it's just pages and pages of beautiful questions you can ask yourself as you're thinking about the year ahead. You could also do this on a birthday or just like, you know, you could start a year whenever, but we generally promote it most <laughs> in the new year. And in there, there's a, each month has a page and you can pull a card for each month and then you can sort of decide what parts of that card you want to capture and what you want to write about it and what you want to capture from the book from that card deck. And so I do that at the beginning of every year. And then what I do is when I get to a new month in my planner, I go back and I look at my year. It gives me a good excuse to go back and see what I said I wanted. And then I document that card just on the month at a glance page. So there's not a place for it per se in the planner, but I definitely document it. So I have a theme for that month, which is super fun. Just something I'm working on. Okay. So where it really comes in is at the week. So when we're planning a week in flow, we are starting off by reviewing the week before. And we just ask really smart questions about the week before so that we can take all that happened and really use it in the week that's coming up. So some of the questions are like, what went well? What didn't go well? And then with each of those, it's like, well, what did you learn from that? What did you learn from what went well? What did you learn from didn't go well? What, what didn't go well? We have a section for really sort of bragging about yourself to yourself. We also do it out loud in flow, but in your book, I always want you to be celebrating your wins, even if you have to go find them. And we look at who you've become. And all of this is on the, you know, we're reviewing before we step into the next week. And then the last part of that page is an area where it says wisdom, and then there's four rectangles. So often when I'm referring to Oracle cards, I'm just calling it wisdom so that you can be a little bit flexible about it. And what that is, it's a place where you can sort of the transition between having reflected on your week and moving into the next week. The transition would be pulling four cards. You could pull one card if you wanted, but there's a space for four. And so what I wanted to give you was the scenarios that those four cards could stand for. Okay. So if there's four slots in a row, there's literally four rectangles on the page. So there's going to be slot one, slot two, slot three, slot four, right? Left, right. So the first card would be what you need to let go of in scenario one. The second card would be speak about what the current phase you're in is. The third card would be what to focus on next. And then the fourth one would be and moving forward, like what is really that note from the future self? So that's one scenario. Said maybe a little bit simpler in scenario two, Card one could be past, card two could be present, card three could be future, card four could be advice. And the other option that I definitely would give is that each card could be about what's next in the four categories. So you could just have them stand for each of the four flow categories. So the first one being food and wellness, the second one being lifestyle, the third one being ohm, and the fourth one being work. So I would pick which scenario I have. I would pick, pull four cards. I would document them on that page. I would really take it in and then I would flip the page and do my brain dump as I plan the week. So I'm really taking in the wisdom because it will shift what it is that you decide you're going to show up to. Okay. When we're doing the weekly planning part, you could, if you picked one of the scenarios where you're looking at the future or what to focus on next, you could just pull that card in to the week at a glance page. But on the week at a glance page, 
what we do is after we've done our brain dump, we look and we decide what are the three most important things for the week and then how do we organize the rest of the stuff so that we're batching it in a way that just makes our life easier and gives us more space for the things that are most important. But before we do any of that, we answer what's in the left-hand column, which are three questions, which is what is our vision for the week? How do you want to feel? And is there any wisdom you need to know? And it's in that, is there any wisdom you need to know where you could pull a card and document anything you learn from that? So super fun way to write your vision, write how you want to feel, and then just like pick a card and really see there's never a time when there's not some piece that really mirrors what it is you're talking about. It really validates what it is you want. And often it also gives you more, like more than you might even think about. Okay. So that is our week at a glance page. Then on the daily page, we have an area that's called loving wisdom, I think is how it's worded on that page. So again, when this word wisdom comes up, I'm usually speaking about oracle cards. I could just write oracle cards in there, but I just want the flexibility. If you didn't want to pull oracle cards, again, you could like find a quote, you could find wisdom from somebody else, you could take the cards I draw if you're in Flow 365, but you get the drift, right? So I pull a card for the day and I just see how that guides me. And it's just this like really anchoring. It's like, Again, it's not about telling the future. It's not about being black and white. It's not about fortune telling. It's not about that. It's really about allowing yourself to contemplate almost. It's a contemplative act. So when I sit down to do this, I get really calm. I take deep breaths. I do it very ceremoniously. And so I'm literally allowing myself to contemplate before I dive into what I want to do for the day. And does that make sense? And it's so, it's like, again, just like it's at the end of the weekly review before you move into your brain dump, it's in the day. It's like this pause of like, oh, how could I see this from a different angle? How can I make this work for me? And because it's this like fun, tactical, tactile, is that how you say it? Process. It just brings some joy and curiosity and these great emotions that actually always help us move forward into the process of our plan or of our day. All right. Okay. So here's how I use Oracle cards. All right. So I will set an attention before diving in, like I just shared. So I'll take a moment. Again, I personally, this is something I still do kind of like quietly. So yes, there are moments when my girls are right there with me, like wanting to pull a card that definitely happens. But when I'm doing planning, I tend to get in a more quiet framework. I just created a little corner in my son's room. Who's not here. It's like my little meditation corner. And that's where I've been for a little bit. He will be back eventually. But while he's in college, I have this little corner and I'll light a candle. Sometimes I'll sit and do my five minutes of meditation, 10 minutes of meditation. I'm trying to grow that. And I have this practice that I do with my planner. We'll make a whole episode about that real soon. And then I'll pull a card, right? If I'm doing my daily practice, I'll pull a card. But what I do as I'm about to draw it is I'll be really clear about what I'm doing it for. So am I asking for a theme for my week? Am I pulling one of those four card scenarios? And if so, which one? Am I looking at past, present, future? Or am I pulling one for each category? Am I doing those in order? I get really specific 
Am I asking for my theme for the week, right? Is it just about today? Do I have another question that has nothing to do with the planner? Maybe I'm planning a project and I want to pull a card for that. So I really want to clear my mind as much as possible, which is why I like doing this quietly and focus my energy on the intention that I'm picking. I do the same thing when I'm choosing a card. I'm going to actually choose a card for you all while I'm recording this. I do the same thing when I'm doing that. I do the same thing when I'm pulling a card on our Friday planning meeting. I'm always just making sure that I go inward and am really clear about why I'm pulling the card. Then I shuffle the cards. Again, I try to keep concentrating on the question or intention. And to be honest, like, I shuffle in a way that just doesn't ruin the cards. (laughs) I like having my cards new and whatever. So I just move them around so that I feel like they've been moved and the one at the bottom is no longer at the bottom and I don't really know where they are. And there's this sense of just like trusting, trusting that the card I'm supposed to get is the one I will get. I feel like that's a very purposeful thing that I do at some point while I'm shuffling the cards because otherwise I could, and I have before, ended up in this loop of like, oh, I don't like that one. Oh, I don't like that one, right? So I just trust what I'm going to get is the card that I need to hear about the thing that I'm doing. And then I draw my cards and I do this in numerous ways. Okay. So it depends on sometimes if I'm drawing multiple cards or one card and how much time I have, but sometimes I'll take the deck and I'll spread it out. Like I'll just like accordion it out in front of me. So they're all in a row and then I'll hold my hand over the cards and with practice, like you could even try this and see how it works for you with practice. I start to notice for me, it's like one of my fingers gets more tingly and I'll notice where that happens. I literally like can feel where it is. If that, if you're like Mia, that is way too far for me. That is not how it works. You just either close your eyes or don't close your eyes, but you just notice which one you're drawn to. Just let yourself be drawn to a card, pick it up and see what card that is. You can't do this wrong. You literally can't do this wrong. I had the benefit of the first time I did it. I noticed that part of my hand. Maybe you feel it in your chest or in your gut or in your toes. Who knows, right? Another way that I was taught to do it by Heather Dressel is something that I do often. I really like it because sometimes I don't have somewhere to spread it out or that feels like it's going to take longer. And so what I'll do is I'll shuffle it and then I'll just close my eyes and see if I can see a number. And, you know, the number might be three or four or 15. And then I'll count that amount of cards from the top. And that will be the card I pick. Both work wonders. Both are great. I find I tend to do the counting way more often, especially when I'm with people on Zoom, because it's just an easier way for me to get a quick answer, a quick card. So each Friday, actually, I tell you this already, I pull four cards when we're doing our weekly planning. So when we're in the part of reflecting, I'll pull four cards to bring us into the brain dump part. And I post them. And so it's been fun to see people printing them out, putting them in their planner, doing that thing where I take the photo, but they get to print it out. We have one Flow 365-er who draws them, like not exact, but pretty in her way. And they're very cool. And that way, you know, it doesn't matter. I personally don't always pick from the same deck for Flow people. I will say this, if I'm planning my year or I'm doing the 13 weeks of a season, I will choose a deck and use the same one. I don't know that needs to be true, but that's how I do it. Okay, so you have set your intention, you've shuffled the cards, and now you've drawn a card. 
right? Have you done all those things? So then you interpret the message and you can do this a whole bunch of ways. Last month, we've been doing an intuition. That's been our theme of our monthly OM calls, which is when we really dive into the spiritual pieces. Each week we do an, a bonus call and flow. So sometimes it's about food. Sometimes it's about lifestyle. And once a month, it's about OM. And once a month, it's more of a businessy thing. And so in the OM one, we've been focused on intuition this season. And so Kelly, our nervous system practitioner, taught this really cool way of just never, ever opening a guidebook and getting all the wisdom from just looking at the picture, which is so fun. And so you can interpret the message however you want. I feel like the reason that sometimes I'll like pay to go have a Oracle card reading or I'll do it in a group of women so we can all talk about it is because it's sometimes interpreting it myself like that's something I need to practice but you just take a moment and you study the images and you study the words usually there's words and you think about what they mean in your life and so often somebody will draw one and be like oh my god this can't be real like literally somebody told me this yesterday or I just had this thought four days ago whatever it is and so notice that notice if it triggers anything that you're like oh my gosh how is this happening notice if it brings on any intuitive nudges or some sort of like gut feeling. The meanings like may not always be totally obvious. That writing one was really not obvious for me. I just kept thinking it was telling me to write a book and I wasn't wanting to do that at that point. I thought it was telling me to hire this coach who I wasn't wanting to hire at that point. And really it was just telling me to spend my birthday journaling, which was delightful. And so it's funny, sometimes we project the wrong meanings on it. And so it's like, really staying with it until you get the meaning that really feels like it's the meaning you're supposed to take and really trusting that the universe is communicating with you in a way that's just about connecting with your own inner wisdom. Yeah. So interpreting those messages and then a lot of decks, like most decks, have a book that goes with it. So you can look up the card and you can read about the author's intention behind that card. And I will tell you, I love doing that. <laughs> and then you get to reflect and act. And so I think part of the beauty of this process is that pause, as I said, that reflection time, when you get to really receive the message and see how it relates to your situation. And some cards like the weekly one or the daily one, I'll literally reflect in my plan. Like I'll add the things like some cards have journaling prompts. Some cards say to like ask this question. Some cards might say go on a walk or like add this thing. And I will literally put that thing into my calendar if I'm pulling it at a time where that's sort of the way that I'm pulling the card. Sometimes I might pivot my focus or understand a new way to navigate an obstacle. Obstacles are something we often forget to plan for, but not around here, but they can be something we don't remember to plan for. And so sometimes it can just bring out an obstacle that needs space, needs space to navigate that obstacle. The yearly and seasonal ones, I go back and I look at and I will interpret them or read them. I do that on a weekly or monthly basis, depending on you know what they're referencing. And that is a different practice than pulling it the week of. And so I'm just trying it all right now, to be honest, because I love this stuff. Can you tell? <laughs> so consider how you might apply this in your life and in your planning and 
see if it invites in more introspection and how that feels, how that feels as you're making choices about what you're doing in your day, your life, for a project, at work, at home, all the different arenas. It can help with all of them. All right, I'm going to pull a card for you. So I'm going to shuffle the deck. I'm going to pull from Patty Lennon's deck, which is called The Space for Magic. Again, we've had her on the show. And it's just a simple, fun deck. So I thought you would like it. Okay, I got it. So her deck has like literal photographs on it, like just beautiful, real photographs and simple one words. So some decks will have like phrases or quotes and some will have a word, some like map to other things. Like I have a moon deck that's like all the different phases of the moon and things that are related to that, like the sun. I have one that's all different spirit animals. I have one that's all about roses and another one that's all about water. I have one that responds to chakras. I have one from an amazing medium. I'll share this one on Instagram that's literally quotes and has no guidebook. So they're all different. So again, this is Patty's that has photos. And I pulled flight and there's a photo of a hummingbird getting some nectar from a plant. And in the guidebook, so before I go into the guidebook, just close your eyes and I'm just describing you the picture. You're not looking at it. But when you think of flight, you think of a hummingbird. Is there any way that relates to your experience right now? So I want you to notice if anything comes right up. And then I'm going to read to you what Patty says in her guidebook. This is what she says. Flight. Have you ever watched a bird fly? Birds are calm and beautiful in flight because they understand that the sky is just as safe as the ground, sometimes even more so. You have been keeping yourself small for too long. Your wings are ready. It's time to take flight. This may mean literally flying somewhere or metaphorically taking off from where you've been standing far too long. Close your eyes and picture yourself soaring. Soaring above your home, your town, your country. Imagine yourself able to see all the world below and feel the freedom to move as you please. You have been stuck and this card is telling you that although it's scary, you must follow your own freedom. The time has come to take flight. Isn't that beautiful? I'm going to leave us on that. And Let's talk about this. Come, come over to Instagram where I'm making these posts. Come comment. Come tell me what you want to know more about this. I just find this whole thing fascinating. Tell me what your favorite decks are. If you've created a deck, come share that. Like, let's have a whole conversation around this this week. And if you like this show or you like any show that you've heard lately, please do me the favor of heading on over to iTunes and going and leaving a review. It means literally so much to us when this happens because it helps other people find us. I know that sounds weird, but when we get reviews, it does this thing on Apple, especially on iTunes, on Apple. It does this thing. And when people are looking for podcasts, ours will be more likely to come up because it has those reviews. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for leaving us a review. We really, really appreciate it. And because you're listening to this episode, if you're listening to it in real time, I will say do go pay attention to Instagram because for leaving a review, 
We're planning on doing a giveaway soon, and we might even be giving away some of Patty Lennon's amazing goods. So go follow us on Instagram, check that out, leave a review so that you're all done and you'll just be entered to win. And I cannot wait to see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart and have a great day. 